Welcome to our family. This is Saratova Best. As we're sitting here on Zeiss Hanukkah, we're looking, in a way, we're looking at ourselves and our potential. We're looking at a whole generation and all of eternity, all in this Venaira. So we really want to, what does that mean? We want to spend a minute thinking what that fancy, that was a fancy phrase, you know, oh, we're looking at all of eternity sitting in this Venaira. So was that just some fancy thing I pulled out of a magazine, or is it true? And if it's true, how do I know? And what do I want to do with it? So how do I know that it's true? Because I didn't read it in a magazine. Because I'm going to read you a piece of a mimer from a mimer of Hanukkah, um, said in the year... Um, in the year Tafshin Chafav, 1966. And it says the following. The revelation of Hanukkah, and especially the revelation of, of the lights of Hanukkah, the candles, the flames of Hanukkah, um, of course, we have this Menaira, we do this mitzvah of lighting the Menaira because of the miracle of Hanukkah with the oil. We light a Menaira with with olive oil, etc., and we do it because of the lights of oil, uh, the lights of Hanukkah, and the, the miracle with the oil. By the way, um, I'm sorry that a, a distraction. The miracle that we saw by the miracle that we saw um, in our days with Shalom Mordechai Rabashkin on Zeis Hanukkah is a really a little bit of a sneak preview into what Zeiss Hanukkah really is. It didn't happen. Oh, wow, that's so cute. What a perfect miracle for us, and it happened to be on that day. Such a good timing. But really, one of the most powerful pieces of that story with Shalom Mordechai Rabashkin being released on Zeiss Hanukkah is that a minute before, he had no idea that it was going to happen. And the day before, on Alos Tavis, the day before, he had minus zero idea that was going to happen because he got his famous letter that most people were dreading that he should ever receive such a letter from the government saying all legal appeals have come to an end. The legal appeal that was the final legal appeal against his his situation, the final defense that would have released him from that, as he calls it, a place called jail, a place called prison, the final legal appeal which would have sent him free was denied, rejected. And he got a very clear letter. If anybody's seen any formal correspondence you get from the government, you know, it always, it's like, it's always, it always looks very formal and very scary. And so here it was. And, you know, over there in those places called prison, the way they give the hand out those letters, there's nothing pleasant about any of it. And opening it up and seeing that piece of information, the average person would break down and cry. No questions. I have the story here as he wrote it. I just... I'll maybe have to say it in a different recording because nobody called up to hear the story. But any normal person would have cried because it meant another 18 years in that place. 
<laughs> and yet he rejoiced knowing that he doesn't he no longer has to deal with the legal system. It's him and Hashem. And within twenty four hours of really celebrating the worst news in his entire life, celebrating the greatest darkness of his entire life. If that's not a dark moment, then what is? Being told that from a legal point of view, there were another 18 years on the way in that place. That's a dark moment for him and his family and his community and the Jewish world and the whole, and you and the, 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 the justice system. It's about as dark as you get. And within 24 hours of this devastatingly dark news, with the attitude that this can't be dark news, it has to be light news. Because the light news is that it's saying, Rabashkin, it's you and Hashem. Well, that's good news. If it's Rabashkin, you're on your own now. That would be terrifying. But basically the letter was saying, Rabashkin, it's you and Hashem. You and Hashem are going to have to pull this off. We're not participating. Well, good, great. You you guys weren't doing too much to help us anyway. Glad that you're out of the way. Now we can get to work, Hashem and myself, so to speak. And this steadfast determination that the darkness that the world has presented to me, as we'll see in a second, is called within Seder Hishtalsos. Within the rules of nature, this is dark. But outside of the rules of nature, that's Hanukkah, above Seder Hishtalsos, which that is the energy of all eight days of Hanukkah, here he is getting this dark, dark news on Hanukkah a time when you are not inside of Seder Hishtalshlis. You're not inside the rules of nature. You're not bound by them anymore. You've got a full eight days when the laws of nature don't apply to you. So getting such a letter means only good news. And within 24 hours, he was freed. There's so many details to the story how he says that they said, you're going to be changing locations, and that never meant anything good. And he saw when he came to the warden's office that they were all shifting uncomfortably, you know, looking very uncomfortable because they clearly had never um, – the, the the warden and the, the prison staff, they obviously never dealt with a situation like this where they had to give over this this news in such a way that was so completely impossible. They all knew that he got the letter the day before. I'm trying to find it so I can read it. They all knew that he got the letter the day before saying, no way, Jose. And so uh, you're not leaving. So um, they they simply, as as people, prison wardens within Seder Hishtalshlis, Obviously, they uh, they didn't know how to deal with this. And so, um, here it says, I'm just going to read one thing. It says, he writes, the assistant warden was unusually quiet. Um, <coughs> I need the microphone here. 
It was out of character. Only the day before, he'd come into the chapel and chatted with the Jewish inmates for quite a long time. Now he was very quiet. He kept staring at me when he thought I wasn't looking. It was clear that something out of the ordinary was going on, but he wouldn't tell me anything. You'll be told when to get where we're going. When we get where we're going. So he said where we were going, it turned out, was the executive office. And after I was brought into the office, the warden herself came in. I didn't break the silence, and for a while, neither did she. She stood silently for a few moments, the warden and the assistant warden just looking, just looking at me with the most baffled look on their faces. What, whatever they were about to say, um, where is it? Whatever they were about to say, it was obviously not something they did every day. They seemed to not know quite how to proceed. I remained quiet and calm, telling myself that they would see, they would say what they had to say when they were ready. Finally, the warden broke the silence. Well, I have to tap to do this. Congratulations, Mr. Abashkin. Now, here he writes, I hadn't heard that basic title, which is a simple mark of respect. Cross the lips of anyone in authority in that place. Since I'd left the sentencing in Cedar Rapids. In other words, in prison, they don't call anybody mister. For seven and a half years, I had not heard anybody in that place call me Mr. Rabashkin. And they said, the President of the United States of America has well, granted and signed your clemency petition. Hard to read. You are a free man. You can go home. Now, that was like Hanukkah. So it was preceded by a total confusion because when you're talking about <coughs> the laws of nature being permeated by above nature, the world of six and seven being permeated by eight, by the by the of Hanukkah, it's always very confusing for those who live in Seder Ishtauslis. A prison in the United States is a place where they live by the laws of nature. And yet, this is what Zeiss Hanukkah is about. And we no longer have to say, you know, you know, once upon a time, they found a cruise of pure oil, etc., etc., in the time of the base. And maybe just remember those times when they had miracles, we wish we did now. We do. And so, the question is, where does it come from, this miracle? <coughs> First of all, <coughs> the one pure cruise of oil, which corresponds to the cruise of pure oil in us, it expanded to light up the world forever and into Yemaisa Mashiach forever. And you're looking at it when you look at the flames of your Menaira. So that forever, foreverness is there. And the other thing is that to say it in 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 
Hasidic and Kabbalistic Lashon, that the revelation of the lights of Hanukkah, because of the miracle of Hanukkah, and that's why we do it, is the revelation of Peninius Atik. What's Peninius Atik? So imagine, you know, obviously, so to speak, and Malchus Hashem, so to speak, has a crown. There's the inner part of the crown and the outer part of the crown. And obviously the more external part of the crown, which is called Chesenius Atik, that's what was shining in the time of Shloyman Melech. It enabled him to have great influence in the world. And all the sparks in the world, all the, uh, all the sparks and everything that needed beer or purification came to him. And he sat in his place. It was a very, very special time. It was a time of great peace. But he still, because of the kaychus at that time, he still was only able to purify the sparks that had light in them. Because it was still the external part of the crown. Chetzainius Atik. But, but the lights of Hanukkah are Pneumisatik. And the difference is that, as we say, by Shlomo Melech, the main, the main revelation of all this holiness was in Yerushalayim, but it reached out quite far. But Pneumisatik, is a much higher revelation. That's the revelation that enabled everything that has happened since the original Yutes Kislev to happen. Yutes Kislev happened. The greatest, the greatest flowing out of the truth, of the wellsprings of the greatest, deepest truth, continues more and more and more because of the revelation of Pneumisatik. So Pneumisatik is, what do they call it, where it's at? It's the place you want to be in. So Pneumis Atik is shining in your Manaira on Hanukkah, especially, obviously, on Zeiss Hanukkah, where there's a full shining. And the thing about Pneumis Atik is that it equalizes light and dark. Think of that. It equalizes light and dark. But relative to the revelation of Pneumisatik, there's still some kind of difference between upper and lower, spiritual and physical. But through the revelation of Pneumisatik, you are able to experience that everything is godliness. Okay, nice phrase. Imagine the following. So first of all, that's what's happening. All the stuff in your life and all the stuff in the world looks like the good stuff is good and the not good stuff is not good. And it isn't good. But imagine the following. Imagine the Meishurbein of our generation. As a small child, when the Rebbe said, since before I was three, I pictured in front of me the third base of Migdash. What do you think the Rebbe was picturing? Nemiasatik. And you know how you dream when you're a little child? You know, what would this look like? So could you imagine a dream of the Meisherbein of our generation as a small child dreaming and wondering, what would this look like, this revelation of Pneumius Atik, which is completely above the laws of nature and therefore is not bound by the laws of nature, 
and not restricted to the laws of nature, and also equalizes all things so that godliness is everywhere. Imagine him thinking, dreaming for years about what it would look like in everyday life. And then going on later, becoming Rebbe, to create a revolutionary Avaida that is based on the deepest truths of Tyra, but creating a, a lifestyle, an everyday lifestyle, based on this idea, including, basically, including Chabad houses, including conquering the world for Hashem and conquering the darkest places for Hashem, including having the vision to see and giving that same vision to every Jew that Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim. But you can make Yerushalayim on a corner in Manhattan in between two, two, two eating places where you wouldn't go to eat. Just a corner in Manhattan. Machta Eretz Yisrael. How would it look if Paninius Atik is real in our world? It's called Machta Eretz Yisrael. It's called right where I am right here now when I'm feeling yuck, when I'm feeling really awful, and I'm feeling pretty hopeless. This place at this moment can become as luminous as Eretz Yisrael, as the real Eretz Yisrael, as the real as the throne that Shlomo Melech sat on. And in a way you could say, I mean, this is just my thought, so it's either right or wrong, so I I could say, anybody who wants to argue me, me down, I'm happy to, because I'm happy if you do, because it's just my thought. I'm sitting on my chair and I'm looking at the Manaira. So it's like, you know, so to speak, this is the place, you know, sitting on the throne of Shlomo Melech, Looking at the light that is our light that is lighting up the whole world and will light up the whole world forever. And really, the Manaira is shining now because some Jew went into the base of Mizish when it was totally defiled and totally dark, the lowest of the low moments. To see the base of Nidish defiled, like the lowest of the low moment, to get a letter from the government saying all legal appeals have been have been re- rejected, no more no more appeals are allowed. These are dark moments, and yet one Jew knew, or many, maybe a few of them, that there's got to be a bit of a cruise of pure oil that that a Greek cannot find because he. It's not in his frequency. He only relates to Seder Ishtalshlis. A non-Jew doesn't understand above Seder Ishtalshlis. He lives inside of Seder Ishtalshlis. Hanukkah is not his energy. So those Greeks, they could defile all the stuff within the laws of nature, but the stuff above the laws of nature on the level of Panemiusatik, Panemiusatik is not their, it's not their scene, you know? It's not their type of energy. If they saw a cruise of pure oil with that energy of Panemizatik, they wouldn't see it. They would see, they would literally look at that space and see nothing. 
and go right past it. Which is why they did pass it over. It wasn't visible to them. And if we live all the time within Seder Ishtalshalas, not in Penina Satik, a whole bunch of amazing opportunities can be in our field of view and we don't see them. But here we're how many decades into the Darashvi when the Rebbe said Panimis Atik becomes the the energy of this of this generation. And with that energy, you know, with the Sefer Atanya, the Sefer Atanya is also the Sefer of Panimis Atik. You know, Yutes Kislev happened with the energy of Panimis Atik. With the Sefer Atanya, we go into the Ula. With this energy of Panimis Atik, Hashem's inner, inner crown, we go into the Ula. We as the leaders. So sorry, to backspace one point. If not for a Jew who had faith that there's got to be a cruise of pure oil somewhere in the ground, in the place of the base of Mizdash, we would not have found that cruise of pure oil. And if we hadn't found it, we wouldn't have lit the Menaira. And if we hadn't lit the Menaira, then we wouldn't have the miracle of Hanukkah. So what do all of these candles, what do all of these lights of Hanukkah, on Zayis Hanukkah, have to do with you? He found it, she found it, whoever found it, it's all the same. It's, there's only how many Jews are there in the world? One. There's only one Jew. They all look the same anyway. They include you. <coughs> Sorry, whether he found the cruise of oil or you would have, it's your cruise of oil that you found and that you have inside of you too. And that's what's shining in the Menaira. And with this Menaira of Zeis Hanukkah, <coughs> with this Menaira of Zeis Hanukkah, we go forward. Just like that miracle of Hanukkah 2,000 years ago enabled us to go through 2,000 years of great darkness, great spiritual darkness. Now we don't have 2,000 years of great spiritual darkness to look forward to anymore. Then we did. <coughs> and we knew, <coughs> excuse me, we knew that that Menaira would have to sustain us through all that darkness. We're not there anymore. We are now looking at a Menaira of Zeis Hanukkah that is here to sustain us through the transition into the years of eternal light. And if one person was responsible with finding the cruise of oil that created that one night of light, that created eight days of eight nights of light, that created eternal light, then I guess that means you are that Jew. Who's responsible for creating the eternal light of Geula? That Jew who will be the leader, along with all, all the other Jews who will be the leaders, leaders of light in Yemaisa Mashiach. So with that, <coughs> with that, 
I guess we have the opportunity to ask Hashem to give us everything we need. All the brachas that we need in everyday life to be able to pursue that leadership of light unhindered. Because the whole world needs it. So when we ask for all those brachas today, we can we can picture that really if the whole world understood the position we're going to take vis-a-vis them and the leadership we're going to offer them, they would be chiming in and saying, Hashem, she needs those brachas. Give them to her. So may Hashem hear our, our requests and give us, together with all those other requests, the ultimate request, the Gulamiti Svashlema, on this Hanukkah now, Felich and Hanukkah, may we meet together immediately now on the base of Meg Dushashlishi.